Hey everyone, it's Nikki Bostwick, and before we get started today, I wanted to tell you about my other favorite morning ritual, which are daily harvest smoothies. I'm kind of obsessed with these things. One, because they're packed full of superfoods, and two, because they're ready-to-blend packs are delivered to your door on ice. So you basically don't have to do anything other than fill it up with your favorite milk or water and hit the liquify button on your blender. You can check out their full list of smoothies and their new activated bowl at daily-harvest.com. Seriously, cooking is no longer required. Thank God. <laughs> well, today we'll get started with Guru Jagat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Morning Matcha. I'm here today with Guru Jagat, the founder of Rama Institute for Applied Yogic Science here in Venice, Los Angeles, and Mallorca, Spain. She's also the founder of Rama TV, which is accessed by over 200 countries and people around the world. And most recently, she founded Rama Foundation, which brings the healing and wellness modalities of yoga to communities in crisis and underserved populations. Hi, thanks for having us here in your beautiful space. Thanks for having me. I love having you guys here. And drinking iced matchas together. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to ask you about the amazing work you're doing with Rama Foundation and how that's going. Because last time we connected was the party at Mar Vista. And yeah. we actually just got back from Mar Vista earlier today. And I thought of you. And it was so much fun being there and Thank seeing you. everyone and White Sun performing. That was beautiful. Their pre-Grammy performance. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. Seriously. And yeah, so tell us about what's been happening. Well, um, I'm very excited. I mean, we're obviously in development phase, um, but I think one thing that really kind of you know, you see these things, they mean nothing, but it's always nice to kind of see that you're ahead of the curve. And I know because mm -hmm. you guys are really trailblazing. Um, one of the 2017 wellness trends is basically giving back or, or doing wellness, not just for, you know, the people yeah. who can afford it. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy to see that because it, it's truly of my heart and the way that I've run all of my businesses are kind of door open policy. Um, so we, we wanted to turn that into more of a, you know, consecrated nonprofit and foundation. So we're working on all sorts of programming, but one of the things I'm so excited about is a, I can't say too much about it, but there is a project that we are uh, working to develop in Watts um, that's going to bring a lot of art and commerce and good restaurants and good food and wellness, Rama, wow. um, all sorts of, and I hope you guys will come in and um, be a part of it as well. But it's a it's a very exciting project to really kind of have a renaissance, like a, like a Harlem renaissance. This will be a Watts renaissance. Where's so, Watts? Watts is in South Central. Oh, I didn't know that. That. So it, it's a um, it's going to be a I think very uh, important thing for our city just in general. Are you working with 
like city of LA or is it a private thing? Yeah, we're working with people who are very kind of connected in that um, neighborhood and it's such a rich history. It was one of the most um, beautiful neighborhoods in Los Angeles. There was a time and then with um, Rodney King and the riots, all of that started in Watts. So it has a very kind of interesting history and I think that it's apropos that now the kind of renaissance of that neighborhood mm-hmm. is happening and so we're excited to be a part of that. So that's kind of something, just a little teaser, but um, there's a bunch of other programs we're offering for homeless people, the homeless population, and um, also just uh, not just the students of LA um, Public School District, but the teachers as well. I think that that's something that we kind of forget that the teachers are so stressed out um, and they're dealing with so much. So they need wellness just as much as a lot of the students need. And so there's there's a lot of things that we're rolling out, but um, one of the things I was just telling you is that I'm speaking at the California Women's Conference in May. I don't know if this will be um, hitting the streets, mm-hmm. but uh, every ticket that's bought through kind of our um, our link uh, gives 15% back to Rama Foundation. So I think that's it's an amazing huge. thing yeah. that they do. California Women's Conference is such an amazing um, organization. They're very, very, very just Aquarian in every way. They're very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's, I'm Where's excited. Where's that? That's in Long Beach. Oh. I don't know if yeah, you're in town, but close. I hope you can come. It's May 10th and 11th. Oh, okay. I am in town. Yay. So I'll have to check yes, it out. Yes, yes. And how, is it all day? Yeah, it's all day for two days, just like action-packed conversation about, this year they're really talking about how do you take um, it you know, into your real life. Like it's one thing to go to a conference and talk about women's issues and societal issues and all of the issues that are facing us that are just like monumental right now. Um, but it's another thing. And you know, this is always my rap. It's like, it's another thing of how do we actually kind of uh, make it a daily practice to yeah. actually like be, serve our communities and, and follow through. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to raise the conversation and it's beautiful that that's happening right now. I know. But I think that, especially with our generation and ADD and, you know, just quick Insta story, Snapchat here and there and scrolling through our feeds, Facebook, Instagram, I think we forget to actually take action. Yeah. Or how to take action. Maybe we want to, but, you know, paying or supporting an organization like Rama Foundation and these other organizations are great, but then actually like, getting out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's tough. I always think about what can I do? And that's why I think it's really wonderful, the work that you're doing. And, um, I, I just kind of want to talk also about helping serve the homeless population. That's something, I mean, all of it is what I'm passionate about, but that's also something that really stands out for me. Yeah. Um, I just wonder how they respond to it and, you know, how do you help, maybe it's not the homeless population only, but how do you help people that may not even want to be helped? You know? Yeah. I I don't think you can, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. I think fundamentally you, you, there has to be. And I tell this to people just like when we're talking about their families, friends and family, friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if the person doesn't want to be helped, it's really not, it's not. So I think there has to be a mutual, but a lot of times, um, people want to be helped and they don't even, 
know how to ask for what they need particularly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we find when we're uh, dealing with just, I mean, not just the homeless population, but just the population in, in general. general right now. It's yeah. a, a lot of people are looking for something they don't even know they're looking for um, because they feel so lost. They feel so disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, kids who are on social media and consuming mm-hmm. all of us who are consuming the way that we're consuming um, part of the fallout from that is kind of the disenfranchisement. So I think Anytime you're dealing with any population across the board, there has to be some sort of desire for Mm -hmm. something greater than what they're experiencing in that moment. Um, But I found that almost every human has that almost every human truly. So it's really about the way that we relate. And I'm always, you know, I'm always teasing about kind of the spiritual world, the yoga world, the wellness world. There's so much um, justified superiority. It's like just another place where we get to kind of um, feel good about ourselves or feel superior because we're drinking a certain drink or, or doing, you know, we do a certain pose or, you know, that whole thing. Um, (laughs) And that's not attractive to anybody, Mm -mm. nobody, whether you're homeless or whether nobody wants to feel like they are less than. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's how we relate. And, um, just amazing things happening in the, the population of both homeless and also, um, the addict population is really a a place that we do a lot of work and people really getting massive healing, um, which oftentimes there's a lot of crossover to those Mm -hmm. populations. Yeah. Is there, do you know of anyone that's doing like Kundalini and 12 step, or is it kind of just utilizing Kundalini as a way to help with addiction well, on its own or yeah no we have um yes we have actually uh, a session a class I don't know what to call it really because it's it's open to the public just like a 12-step meeting mm-hmm. um you can come you know by not paying or by don- donation whatever um every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and that is a 12-step a very kind of senior 12-step guy been in the program for 27 28 years who's also a big kundalini guy and he's just like a big burly he's a brit you know he's a big burly guy his name is christopher madak and he um is a such a great kind of testament that anybody can benefit uh and so he's kind of brought the uh, 12-step kind of um framework framework into the kundalini so uh, we do that's really cool it's awesome it's really awesome. I've seen how much he's changed and he's also working. Christopher's working out there with some um, teenage girls in a treatment center right now um, every week, giving them meditations and Kundalini. So all these populations, including the veteran population, we're working with a lot, having massive kind of um, results with the veteran population. So it's, it's a good time to be, you know, I, I think it's important to speak to the question before, if you don't think that you're going to do something, you have to be honest with yourself, cut through your own self-deception. Like either if, if all you're going to do is maybe make a donation, then that's like, at least you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And, but if you think if you don't have the money, but you want to like actually be, Mm -hmm. give some FaceTime, that's so valuable. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you just know, if you think of all the time you spend every day worrying about yourself and your own problems and all of your neurotic kind of stuff. Even if you just put 10 minutes a day trying to serve something bigger than yourself, it, it, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Time, talent, treasure. 
It doesn't just have to be treasure. Yeah. It could be my mother-in-law always says that. What is it? Time, Time, talent, or treasure. You know? That's a great, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I do too. Um, Yeah. So you're doing so much and I just want to kind of tap on that because you have both Rama centers, Venice and Mallorca. Yeah. You have Rama Foundation, Rama Zine. Do you have Rama Radio? We have Rama Radio. Wow. Which we'll we'll have to... Yeah, I would love to. Oh, to have that would you be on. really yeah. fun. And I mean, I'm sure so many other things in speaking engagements, like you just talked about. So I and that just requires so much traveling. Yeah. So what's your like travel hack? Do you have one? Do you have to take some time off? I mean, obviously breathing, Kundalini yeah, is. Yeah. But is that enough? Yeah, I mean, what's, what's the, the yeah? What's like, the trick? I told you right before we we did this, there was like a a, a meme that says um, biohack. Uh, eat a mm-hmm. salad. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, of course, um, but yeah, why like, didn't I think of that? Uh, well, f- I want to say back to you that you guys are doing amazing. I know how huge of a birth this, this, uh, the fullest, the fullest has been. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really impressive. I think Thank it's you. like revolutionizing a new kind of way of media and art and, it's something I just saw it and felt like this is what I've always wanted. Wow. And I think a lot of other people are feeling that way. That's so so kind. right back Thank at you, girl. You. Um, you know, the travel hack is it's interesting because we do travel and it's it, it's it's becoming so much traveling. Like just this morning, there was like five more things put on the schedule of traveling. I'm like, okay, it's, you know, I'm a little like, I'm a little like, oh no, this is, this is just getting kind of insane. Cause I also would like to have a baby. Yeah. Um, so I have to to, touch on that. Yeah. I have to like be in town and have sex with my boyfriend in order to do that. No immaculate (laughs) conception for good or jug it. Um, so we're trying to work that out. Yeah. No, yeah. Good baby has to like be here physically for that. Um, we can't put the, 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 egg in the ethers um but soon so, that's like probably going to be a possibility I'm but sure, not right I'm now. sure they're working on it right now in some <laughs> laboratory but um so in terms of the the travel where I'm always working it's honestly a struggle and I'm always working on ways that but one thing that I found that is one of the simplest things I do that makes the biggest difference is putting liquid chlorophyll in my water all throughout the actual um flight because oh. it's so antioxidant it has so many antioxidants and has so much anti-inflammatory properties and it's protective of uh, the cells radiation um and it's very hydrating i just feel so different wow so i do that i have a i have a, a bunch of little yoga things i actually do on the flights to mm-hmm. get my lymphatic system moving so for the actual like that travel um and then when you get there you have to say to yourself i am on this time zone like you don't even, you're not even allowed to think that you are ever on another time zone. Okay. That's a big one. That's a really good trick. It's a major trick. You're just like, I am, this is what, this is the time zone I'm on. And you don't even think any other way. And my friend who was a, you know, kind of a rock and roller and traveled for many, many years, like on a gnarly tour schedule, he gave me that advice and I've really practiced that. And I very, I don't get jet lag the same wow. way anymore. So that, that's a really great travel tip. And then yeah, traveling light is such a like carry on or just what <laughs> I mean I just try to be as 
I mean, I only wear white yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I've just been, I've, just, I've really kind of disciplined cause I'm a, I'm a clothes horse. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fashionista. I, I know you are too. So it is, it takes like discipline, but if you really kind of get that, you're only going to wear like a several outfits. Yeah. And then I love my new favorite thing is, is uh, dry cleaning and laundry at hotels. <laughs> I just love it. It's the it's best like thing ever. It's like a million dollars, but it makes it so much easier. It's cheaper than uh, a bunch of an, bags. Yeah, that's true. An extra couple bags. That's so true. It's a it good way is. of looking. It's all about how you look at it and justify it. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's perspective. I know. It saves time. Yeah. But you have to... Yeah, give it to them on time, which, so you have to think about it. You do. You have to think about it. But I, so we've been, you know, especially in Europe, because the Europeans, it's like everything's smaller. Yeah, you travel so, I mean, I don't even, and they're, you they're to, very How often abhorred. do you go to Europe? What'd you say? How often do you go to Europe? Well, at least four times a year. To Mallorca or all over? Three, yeah, all over. Like I'm going to be doing London dates um, in June and then, uh, yeah, and then we're in Asia actually for the first time. I'm teaching in Hong Kong and Singapore. I'm really excited about that. And how do you make all the connections with these people? Are they already practicing Kundalini and you guys just connect that way or is it new spaces, new people, and you have a great team that you've set that kind of connects with um, people all around the world. I think it started with Rama TV. Um, cause Rama TV goes out to 200 countries every day. People are That's consuming incredible. that in 200 countries. So I think it started Brand there. Brand new content. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Wow. So I think it started there. I think, it, and then on, and then we were just talking about social media. I've been, I kind of get these like creative downloads on, and I haven't cracked the code Yet, but I do feel like integrity is important to me. I've never um, spent money on any kind of social media um, mm-hmm. likes Sponsor, or, or yeah. you know any of that stuff. I mean, uh, occasionally I think we do some Facebook ads or something, or we used For to, an but event or something. yeah, but yeah. it's not. That's not like we're, I've never bought a like. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've I've really used social media as a space of kind of a discovery and and in integrity discovery of my own spiritual path of my own daily practice of just what it means to be an entrepreneur and a mm-hmm. creative person and I think that's magnetic in a way that people can't explain compared to what some brand person's going to tell you, like if you use the same font or you, you know, use certain stock photography and all this stuff, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I'm always fighting with people about this particular subject because it's not, it's not that it's the magnetism of something that's real Mm -hmm. that is portrayed through the lens of social media, in my opinion, so I think that's how I've gotten a lot of my, also my international following is that social, I've used social media in an integral way. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you tapped on that because we're the same and I use, I mean, I'm the one behind our social media, yeah, like yeah. I was just telling you, and I use it in such a different way, even though I feel like I'm on it a lot, I'm using it to find out about the brands that are interesting to feature and I mean, it's all going through my filter Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm not using it. I feel like, I don't know. I'm just like, I think that I use it differently than everyone else. And I think that the way you just described it is very similar to how I use it. I just use it to see how we can like make, I don't know. It sounds so cheesy, but like make the world a better place or find out more and connect and build a community rather than 
just consume, consume, consume. Right, right. You know, and I... I think a lot of people are using it that way. I, I feel like it's such a... I was just talking to some of our generation... What do we call them? Gen Z. Gen Zs. Yeah. Um, and even digital media consumption on platforms... Uh, that you would think are hip and cool. I won't, I won't name anything, but you would think are hip and cool and like kind of the most cutting edge. I, they're seeing a decrease in consumption, I believe, because it, social media, scrolling through social media and watching videos on social media is the new television. Mm -hmm. And new, even, even from like six months, nine months to a year ago, the new kind of way to consume media I just think it's so, it's very fascinating how it's changing the human brain, how well, that's it's changing. I want to talk to you about, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that shifts or? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a sensory shift because again, I think that, well, we were talking about this before. I, it's already creating augmented reality. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't think virtual reality and augmented reality are going to get as big as the, the prediction is because social the the social contact it's it's sensory to a point where it's creating an augmented reality um and it's then enhancing what then could be connection and you know like us mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if we met we didn't meet on social media no, but we but certainly like knew of yeah, each other because um, of it, yeah. and now you know we have a mm -hmm. so i think it's enhancing real connection it can anyways yeah, definitely. um but it's like kind of supra connect connective. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that is more fascinating than people getting in like a, you know, virtual reality porn suit and having sex in virtual yeah. reality or having relationships just, in virtual reality. Yeah. That's going to get boring. Humans want to connect. We have an impulse to connect. Mm -hmm. In person. In person. Or in this kind of augmented social media realm where yeah. we feel like we know each other. Yeah. But it's not us having a whole kind of fake relationship in virtual reality. I don't know. My prediction is it's not going to be what they think it's going to be. And what are they thinking? I mean, is that stuff out already? Oh yeah. There's major money going towards virtual reality. They think people are going to live their whole lives. That the, the prediction is that people will live literally their whole lives in virtual reality. And I'm saying, I, I, I'm, I don't think that that's going to happen. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess we'll just wait and see. It may not. Yeah. I mean, in our lifetime, I think it will be the deciding factor of how the kind of human, like we were saying about these gen Generation Z, like, yeah. what? yeah, what are they, what is their impulse? I think a lot of them are actually having an impulse away from some of the high tech, not towards it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I've noticed. Like my 20, my boyfriend has a 20 year old daughter. She journals with a pen and paper. She reads books, not Kindle. She actually consumes less social media than I do. Wow. And she's like a prime time Gen Z. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know, like I was saying, I don't know. I think that there's, there's, it's a big, it's a big I, yeah. conversation there. I mean, there's both ends of the spectrum. I think it's a polarity because I it see is. people selfing. 24 seven yeah. and just staring at themselves. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I mean, I don't know. I just saw that image right there of Yogi Bhajan going like this. And I thought for a second, his hand was like, this is like, he, he was, he was the moment before that he was taking yeah. a selfie. No. <laughs> um, have yeah. you seen, have you seen that? Um, 
you know the guy who does how how to be ultra spiritual. No, uh, what's his name? JP J, JP Sears. Um, he has something on the psychology of the selfie. It's brilliant because <gasps> it really is. I kind of thought that at some point the selfie, like there was, there was, it was starting to get embarrassing mm-hmm. for people yeah. like that. This is embarrassing that, you know, um, we haven't reached that mass, that critical mass moment yet. Um, because it really is such a, we were, we were hiking on one of those like really dangerous hikes, um, in Zion mm-hmm. and you have to grab these metal, um, have you been there? No. And I really want to go, oh, it's but so that beautiful. sounds really intense. I it's don't know really intense. You have to grab like metal chains to get by like a whole area of this hike. People were holding with one hand. On the metal chain and doing selfies. I was like, this is next level. (laughs) I I mean, because people die all the time. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's death by selfie. I am sure of it. Hashtag death by selfie. I think that there has to be, I mean, I haven't, I actually haven't looked it up, but I'm sure there is. That's horrible. But that's, you know, if that's how you want to go, that's how you want to go. I mean, it's like that, that guy that invented the, um, what is it? The, the electric thing where, that people stand on and they go around kind of like scooters, yes, but it's not an yeah. electric scooter. Pet it. Segway. The Segway. Thank you. Our, <laughs> our wonderful art director yeah. is telling he, us. He knows all the answers. <laughs> he knows everything. Um, he, do you know he died from uh, being on a Segway? No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, I bet so many people invent things that end up killing them. Because, yeah. I mean, think about it. You're doing it 24-7. Yeah. No, there's, there's, a high there's many people. There's many people on all sorts of levels that, that, like, remember the guy, that Animal Kingdom guy who was always with, like, the really dangerous animals and then the stingray. Yeah. Steve something. Yeah. Steve Killed Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, it's there's some there's some sort of karmic, you know, thing yeah. when, when but that happens a lot. Oh my gosh. Well, back to just getting so much, trying to get, be productive, but also having that self-care practice. I mean, just cause you're doing so much. I think that's such a balance and I, it's a balance that I struggle with. Yeah. Um, we just recently had an issue called being versus doing, and that came up for me. The reason I came up with the, that issue is a year ago, I was like, I need to go to the gym and I need to do my kundalini practice. And I also kind of want to get some vinyasa and maybe a little bit of stretching different. And I was like, I need seriously timing my day down to like every 30 minutes, yeah. which I tend to do a lot when we're trying to get a bunch of content, but not my self-care practice. Yeah, And it was crazy and it wasn't feeding me. So I ended up taking a little bit of time off, but then now it's just all work, which I love. Oh, and traveling. I mean, I'm, if I'm not working, I want to try and get as much travel in as I can, because I think, like I told you, I'm like, I want to have a baby soon and I need to get everything out of the way, which, you know, the first few years is accurate, but you could travel with a baby. It's not the end of the world, Mm. but I just think it's tough to have that balance and I get anxious. And so I just wonder what you do. Well, I said to the girls last night, I, my boyfriend said, you know, go to the Korean spa tonight. Cause we, we've just been like working like endlessly. And so I was like, come on, we're going. So we went, we like drove all the way over there. We went, 
you know, we had barely enough time to like get our dinner in there. We had dinner there. Like we got our massages. We got our scrubs. Yeah. We got like we got, we got in the car and I was like, we just did that. We just like, we just won that. Like I was like, we just did that spa. Like, <laughs> like we are so fucked up. Yeah. Like exactly. it was just, we just laughed the whole way home because we just like so type A that spa. Yeah. Experience. Oh my God. That is so true. And so, um, <laughs> I think we're, it, we're just so messed up as a culture around this. Cause when we go to Spain in my studio in Mallorca, I really study carefully the way they live. Cause there is very much a way of family and a way of thing. Everything's closed on Sundays. Right now it's the Easter holidays. Everything's closed for like yeah. days on end. It's not like, like everything's closed for like, we'll be, we'll be open, you know, next Wednesday or something. I mean, we just what don't, do they do? I don't know. And I was teasing them last year. I was like, I'm sorry. I thought it was Easter Sunday, but like, no, Easter Monday, Easter Tuesday, Easter Wednesday, Easter Thursday. I mean, they are serious about Easter. Um, I'm a Jew, but you know, <laughs> so it was just Easter for weeks. I was like, whoa, this is the craziest. So I, I study that, that lifestyle because Mallorca is very traditional. The Mallorquins are like this pre-Greek, like beautiful, just amazing culture. That's very, very family centered and very old school. And, um, you know, the way they are with their families and how they, how they, behave and the siesta, the seven hour siestas and all this stuff. It really has taught me a little bit on yeah. how to be. Um, and it's changed me. It actually has deeply changed my kind of urban, uh, type a wellness checklist uh, because anything that's creating more cortisol in your system, whether it's a hardcore fitness activity or, uh, work or, um, something else, or like your idea that you're not eating well, a lot of people are actually getting the same kind of diseases that people who don't eat well, um, now they're getting also diagnosed with the cancers and the autoimmune diseases. And they're like, why? I didn't eat wheat. I didn't mm -hmm. eat gluten. I didn't eat sugar. I didn't. And now like I have breast cancer. I thought for sure I wasn't. And I know that that's happening because of the, like all of the tension and the contraction and the stress that we have around what it looks like to be healthy has become another yeah, I experienced that. I mean, that was my experience in my health journey. Yeah. It was crazy. And I, a lot of people don't talk about that. No, So it's they good don't. that you brought that up, but that's exactly what happened. And I was like, I'm not, I mean, vegetarian, then vegan, then raw, mm -hmm. then, you know, no sugar raw, no this. I was like terrified of food, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, you become... And it's like... Wow. It's so sad. I mean, you know, it was an eye-opening experience, but thank God I'm not in that place anymore because it's so stressful. It's really stressful. And I, I make a joke, like, you know, the way people look when they've been too gluten-free, <laughs> like it just becomes this whole kind of contraction. Yeah. And what we found, what we found, so it's true though. Like everything's like, gets really like contracted and, um, we found that with some good pranayama, <laughs> some meditation, just yeah. like householder stuff, pranayama, meditation in India, if you go and you have health problems, if you're overweight or you have some other disease, they give you pranayama. They don't give you asana. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's just totally like neurotic that Westerners think that in order to create 
you know, kind of weight loss or luminosity or radiance that it's actually, it, it has, has to be like working out in hot rooms mm-hmm. that you look at some people who have worked out in hot rooms for a, a period of time. Almost all of them look older than what they should look. Mm-hmm. I've watched this for years mm-hmm. that this whole working out in a hot room phenomenon, it just, it, it, it's very dehydrating and just very, it's hard on the body. I'm not saying don't do it once, you know, yeah. I don't want, but every day kind of. So the fact that that's what we think we have to do to be healthy is just another kind of part of our neuroses. What is, where does that come from though? This type A mentality? In our culture, we're just Westerners. We're 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 mad. We're totally <laughs> mad because no, yeah. I mean, I saw like one gym on Mallorca this last time I was there, and I was like, "Whoa, there's a gym here!" I didn't realize I'd never seen a gym, not one. That's so funny. It's because they, they walk, walk everywhere. They walk and they do some yoga, and it's just not like it's it's just a totally. But my experience, and we feel we Yogi Bhajan was kind of amazing this way. Obviously, I'm a zealot, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, his kriyas are short and are, you know, usually there's a little bit of exertion, but then you always meditate and always kind of, and we find when people do consecrated, even just a little dose of Kundalini yoga, pranayama meditation a day, they lose weight if they need to, they definitely de-stress, they definitely, but it just takes a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not, it doesn't take, and my, my chief of staff, Shabapreet, only doing Kundalini yoga eating whatever she wanted and maybe doing a little bit of walking because we travel. She lost 50 pounds. What? You see how skinny and like prancy yeah. she is? When was that? Over the past couple of years. I had no, I mean, I can't even believe she had. And she was not, I mean, she by no means was, no. but she lost she 50 pounds. She didn't need have 50 pounds to lose, but yeah, she... She looks amazing and happy and vibrant and and never I don't you know she's not worrying about what she's eating whatsoever mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know I think she had to kind of get through it at first when she started losing weight, but you know sometimes that triggers people's like mm-hmm. neurosis. But beyond that, she was doing this little nine minute kriya that's in my book, um, Invincible Living. Which thank I'll you. Give by you the I'll way. give you the little I'll give you the plug, <laughs> Invincible Living. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nine minute kriya and uh, or three it's like a kriya is a set of exercises Mm -hmm. she was doing that basically that and nothing else every day nine minutes wow so So no sadhana or it was a couple it was part of her sadhana yeah yeah wow so she was meditating and doing that i'm gonna try it i'll tell you i'll report back to you on your radio the master set (laughs) that's fine yeah please do and what do you usually do what's your go-to because i think teach i mean doesn't teaching does it take a lot out of you or is it just, if I, I mean, if I just had to teach, I think I would be, it would be amazing. Yeah. But I have so many hats. Mm-hmm. That's what it really, that's the part that's, that's the actually, part. yeah. The teaching is, I mean, if that's From all I had heart. to do, I'm such a student and I love to study. Like I just taught this sex course, all of you. I Bushins. know I couldn't make it, but it looked like it was so interesting. I've never taught anything like that before. It was all of these amazing, un, really untaught teachings of Yogi Bhajans around like deep sexual science and self-care and all that. It was amazing. And so like, that's my element. I'm like creating, I'm, 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 I'm uh, studying and, and, 
uh, cultivating this kind of um, amazing courses out of the teachings of Yogi Bhajan. Um, so if I just had to do that and create content, I would be a happy little bird. But mm-hmm. I am a CEO of three companies <laughs> and, um, and and more actually, maybe three definitely, uh, and the foundation. Yeah. And so it's just, it's a lot. So that's the stuff that kind of, um, but what I try to do is I get up, I do my cold showers. I do, I do oil like on my skin. Mm-hmm. Abhyanga is what they call it in Ayurveda. Just like basically. Like sesame or what kind? I, it, I go back and forth, but I love Pratima's, uh, love oil. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I'll have to check it out. Oh my God. Um, but so you do that, jump in the cold shower. That's the first thing I do every morning. And it's amazing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. such a, I just feel so amazing. Like I'm, I, I actually have to keep myself from working because I'm so inspired. Yeah. So then I meditate and I work. I'm very creative at that time of morning, like anywhere between four and five in the morning. Um, and so I work and then I, those are my best hours from basically four in the morning to 9 a.m., and then I teach at 9 a.m. But th- by the time I get midday, I mean, I've been up for so long, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so that's when we have to have a matcha. Five-hour energy. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need a matcha. Um, I like to exercise in the afternoon. I love exercise. I love fitness. But mm-hmm. again, I've had to pull off a little bit because mm-hmm. I can get very type A about my exercise. I love to sweat. I'm very yeah. pitta. Um <laughs> And I was stressing myself out. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to pull off of some of my fitness because I loved dance. I did yeah. you know, hip hop and um, I love to do all sorts of yeah, different modalities. Yeah, it's hard to choose. You want to do it all. And sometimes... so fun. I love fitness. Yeah. I really do. There's only a couple of things I don't love. But one of the things I've been doing recently is um, working out on the vibrating plates, which I love yeah, doing. Those are, I love stretching on those. You work amazing. out on them? Yes. What do you do? We do like a 20 minute like plyometric workout. Oh it's gosh. amazing. Where do you go to do that? That's called Plate Fit. Oh, I They're don't very even know sweet. about it. They're really a cool boutique fitness company. Of course, of course, everything's in LA. So I know. I'll I know. have to check it out. Yeah, it's in Brentwood and West Hollywood. Well, thanks for being here. I guess my last question, which is, you know, it's not really, um, it's going to be left open ended because there's so many possibilities. But what's the future? What else are you cooking up for us? <laughs> To consume. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're working on some really kind of cool, like more of a, a, a show, like a, not not just like my my class, but we're working on some amazing okay. kind of um, uh, things around actual kind of series, uh, mm-hmm. a show. So that's definitely coming down the pike and um, kind of the real world uh Rama drama, you know, what it means to be like a modern woman and, and, and our team of amazing women. And, you know, just, I think it's going to be really fun. So working on that, I have a second book coming out. Um, so I'm working on that. And then ultimately, you know, my thing is a kid's school and a university. That's what my big vision is. That you want to start? Rama, Rama Academy and Rama University. I had no idea. That's such a great idea though. That's, I mean, education is my biggest, it depends on where, what our endowments, uh, how they happen, whether we can do it in LA. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really want to have this Rama Academy for the young children. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm spending more and more time teaching children and it's like my passion. Um, And then Rama University and I I totally see it. Have you seen any of the new Star Treks? No. No, but... (laughs) 
Am I the only Trekkie like in the whole entire world? Yes, I don't care I at all, um, but tell me. <laughs> it's like this whole, it's called Starfleet Academy and like the young, the young Spock and the young, you know, they, this oh. is where they go to college and it's totally my vision for Rama what? University that's is like, this kind of Starfleet Academy. That's like how I wish I went to Hogwarts University. Yes. So if you're going to open up one of those, I, I'm going to go back to school. Yeah. It's going to be pretty dope. That's so that's awesome. the, that's the big plan. And that's my, my, that's kind of my life's work. So it, it it's going to take a while. Well, thanks for, you know, having us again and thank you all the wonderful work that you do. And I'm looking forward to everything that you're creating. Thank you. So I feel much. the same exact way. You guys are really like, it's a, it's a, it's a revolution and I'm really, really touched by everything you're doing. So, well, thank you. Thank you.